0: No.
1: Hello and welcome to Cortez NYC live stream of the podcast. This is a bi-weekly show broadcasting out of New York City. We are your hosts, Cortez NYC.
0: And de Puerto Rico.
1: And on the show, we talk about art, creativity, city life from a Latino perspective. I'm a visual artist.
0: And I'm a singer.
1: And this is episode 11, Do It For A Living.
0: Like always, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean on their Cortes NYC livestream. And also, you can find us on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram.
1: And then I want to give a shout-out to some of our fans and friends on Instagram. Uh, starting with Mr. Dad one HD HDA3 crew from Puerto Rico. What up, Mr. MrDad? Uh, smart as Murph, Fusion418, Danny, your nemesis. Alex Armando Torres. What's good, homie? Hey. He's a filmmaker from New York. Uh, Reader 1717, Vang94, Wave, Rock275, Christopher MC, Cafe Art, No Free Drinks, Podcast, La Verdad Podcast, TKM, AM, and Chico and the Grin. All right, all right, all right. So how to make a career in art, how to provide for yourself and your family uh, with your art, you know, how to how to make money, generate money, generate income, and make it a lifestyle so that you can do it for the rest of your life, and I guess some of the sacrifices that have to be made, yep. so it's not all
0: peaches and green. <laughs>
1: wow, peaches and green. yeah
0: it's not it's not (laughs) it's not it's It's not
1: all it's not all easy it's all difficult and it's there's no one path yeah so this conversation to prepare for this conversation i had to really think carefully i was going to get into a lot of options to kind of cover a lot of different careers but i just realized there's no way i'm going to cover all the careers so i'm just going to focus on what i know Mm mm-hmm firsthand and hopefully it fits some scenarios out there and it'll help some of you guys to kind of reflect on this. All right but starting from the beginning we gotta go way back to when you're starting. First you gotta define how committed are you to this art thing. Are you doing it just for fun because people like what you do and it's a pastime or or do you really see it and you see a market out there and you see it reflected in the world around you, where do you see art and where do you see yourself fitting into that? Um, I think that's the first part because you you, you, you should have a vision of where you wanna be, right, right from the beginning. You know, how do you fit into the art world? Mm. And I think that will help you to decide the next step, which would be schooling. So if you wanna make a career as an artist, schooling is important because we are in a technology-driven society now compared to when I was younger, you know, when I was starting, I, I, my best advice to everybody would be, yes, you definitely need an education. You need a higher education as well. You need to get into technology. You need to get into, the, into some sort of graphic element. Um, even if it's not that you're gonna do it as a career, but even if it's just to promote yourself and to package your own portfolio and you do your own website, You need to have some of the knowledge, some of the information that is in a formal education. So let's get that out of the way. Schooling, that's step two. Mm -hmm. If you want to make a career, you you need to have some form of schooling. Um, I went to college for fine art. I learned a lot of the graphic stuff and illustrated stuff in high school. So I got some of that stuff out of the way in high school. So once I went to college, I went for fine art. And you know, there wasn't any computers really involved. It was, it was very hands-on painting and drawing and things like that. I developed my computer skills when I started getting into buying a computer and getting into that kind of thing um, and, and getting commercial work and, and that kind of stuff. So that's where I started to develop my computer training on my own. Um, but if somebody's starting right now, I would definitely tell you just start from there. You know, get that information up front. Um, The next step would be your resume and your portfolio because once you're finishing your schooling, whatever it may be, whether it's a two year, a four year, six years, whatever you want to do. Resume and portfolio, right? As an artist, you need to have a clear definition of what you've done, of your experience, a documentation of your experience. A good resume, clean to the point, um, even if you've done small projects. So let's say you're graduating from college and you have done a few projects for friends or maybe a small company, a local company put that on a resume, even if it's not full-time work, put it on a resume, all these experiences, any experiences you had in college, Carla, you on your resume you've got experiences, right?
0: Yeah, and that's an, another thing I was going to say, if you're in college, even if you are in a two-year college, let's say in a community college, take advantage of your time there and try to make connections with your professors, with people that um, you know that can help you to find opportunities as internships because then I think that if you're in a community college, you do this internship, you're gonna figure out if you're really in the right route or maybe you need to change a little bit or if you need to change all of it. So I I think taking advantage of that time, um, doing these internships and opportunities, getting to clubs, art clubs, any club where you can develop projects yeah. so then you can add it to your portfolio. Yeah. All this is very important and is very helpful for the future.
1: Yeah. Okay, so then let's say you have your resume already and you have a portfolio. Your portfolio you have to put together. We've discussed portfolios previously in other episodes, but you have to put together a portfolio of your, the, the work that represents you the best. You don't need a lot of pieces. You just need some key pieces. Uh, a website you know nowadays a portfolio could be we discussed this also it could be a website something Mm -hmm. like that have these things ready cleaned up and ready to go to represent you the best you can Um, now now you're ready to enter the the job market you're gonna go on these websites that kind of fit whatever you're looking for you know Uh, whether it's linkedin or other you know specific specific to your market Mm -hmm to what you're trying to get into if you're getting into gallery work you know or museums or something like that it's going to be different you're going to look for different resources than or education if you're going to become a teacher an art teacher or something yeah. you know that's different than if you're going to work in the fashion industry or something like exactly. that exactly um, specifically for myself in, in my job searching you know I ended up working within a t-shirt companies and and fashion so as a graphic designer there's a lot of places you can go. There's headhunters and things like, you know, different resources that will place you in companies um, and set you up for interviews. All you have to do is be prepared and be ready and be open and willing to sell yourself and, and pitch it, you know, and pitch what you can do and and your experiences um, firsthand. So I think at that point is when you start to come across, and, and this is what every artist comes across, and I think this is the meat of the subject here is... Um, When you're going to try to survive as an artist, are you going to try to survive as an independent artist or are you going to try to find full-time work Mm -hmm. and work within an entity? So we were just describing, let's say, working at a museum. You can become an art historian and work on your own as some sort of, I guess, uh, like a freelance um, consultant or something. Or you can look to work within the system, within an institution, and find a position within an institution to give you an art historian You know position i don't know what that would be but um in my field you know yeah you could be a freelancer you could work you could work uh you know a few hours or on your own either you could work you know as a full-time freelance basis meaning like for a few hours a a week and and you come in and you you do some of the work in-house or you can work full-time you work within a company and you know you work your 40 hours and all that kind of stuff um there's pros and cons to working freelance and full-time, and this is the conversation that we're having now is it's no fun to be a freelancer and work your ass off and you have no health insurance, you mm-hmm. have, or if you have children, you have no way to provide for your kids. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a real... It's, it's hard to be creative under those circumstances.
0: And that depends on your situation also. Um, let's say you're young and you, you're starting. Yeah, you can do freelance and you can do... Um, a lot of work like this type, but if you have already a family and you're looking for something more stable, then you're going to go to the full-time route.
1: Yeah. Well, so let's do the pros and cons. Pros and cons of, let's start with freelancing because that's where, that's how I started my career. And I, I think most artists do that because while you're looking for work and you're looking for that job you want, you're probably going to end up taking freelance gigs. It's very rare that you go straight from college right into a full-time job because there's so much competition out there for artists so freelancing the pros the great thing about freelancing is that you get number one you get probably paid more than full-time per project because if if you're freelancing you can you can include a rate that includes let's say the taxes you're gonna have to pay back on that you know at the end of the year Um, you can you can include your own time per project versus being paid by, by the year as a yearly salary, where you might be doing a bunch of projects within that same amount of time. Here, you're, you're charging per project. Also, another positive thing is the variety of work, uh, different kinds of projects. You get to pick and choose which project you want. You can't do that in a full-time job. You can't be like, nah, nah, I'm going to pass. I don't want to do that if you're working full-time. But as a freelancer, you could always pass on a project. You could always say, that's not really for me, or the money's not right. You can negotiate that's another good thing about being a freelancer that project to project you can negotiate fees Mm -hmm. so you're constantly able to renegotiate so there's positives to that if you know how to negotiate and you know how to hustle your work another positive for freelancing is that you make your own schedules uh you are the master of your own company right you decide when you get up when you when you do the projects uh you want to be a good businessman too you don't want to like mess up on deadlines and let the project linger for too long and lose clients but you do have the opportunity to manage it yourself you know another positive for freelancing is you're you're making a name for yourself when you're freelancing you know when you're working full-time you're kind of invisible within a company mm-hmm. you know you you kind of blend into the group uh, when you're freelancing you stand out it's your name on that you get full credit and depending on what market you're working with, you know, you're going to get credits on the actual product. So if you did a web design and it was a freelance project, you can get your name on that website, you know, designed by blah, blah, blah. You know, I have uh, credentials for album covers that I've done, you know, where it says artwork by, you know, Chris Cortez or, you know, CD cover by Chris Cortez. Um, I think in the in the fashion market, it's a little tougher because I've seen where, you know, they try to take credit they don't want to give any credit to the artist they just want to give credit to the brand yeah and that's where you can disappear but you know you pick and choose as a freelancer you can pick and choose what kind of projects will boost your career and your visibility and then another thing about freelancers last thing i would say another pro is that you get the opportunity to probably make connections more connections than you would as a full-time artist Mm -hmm. um By meeting new people constantly, you are being put into new circles of people that will open up more doors and more doors for you. So that's good if you're hustling properly and you're managing your business properly. Getting You can build a good reputation for yourself and you can end up in new places um, that can open possibilities to slip your resume if you find the place where you want to get a full-time job. The problem with that is that if they see you as a freelancer, it's hard for them to believe that you want to be a full-time artist. And you have to kind of balance that. You have to play that game. If you're a freelancer long enough, they're gonna assume, people are gonna assume that you are a freelancer and not a full time artist. And then if you wanna make the switch over to full time, it's gonna be a little more, you're gonna have to do a little more convincing to to show that why you are trying to be a full time artist now and that you're reliable for a full time position. The negatives for freelancing is we discussed it earlier, you have to pay taxes at the end of the year. The end of the year, you, know, you have to manage your money properly so that at the end of the year, you can have some money left over to pay your taxes on that. Um, you have no health insurance, so you have to provide your own health insurance. That That's why another reason why you should boost up your prices if you're a freelancer. Because you can set your own schedule, sometimes projects can overlap and your clients don't have any sympathy for that for let's say you woke up feeling sick <laughs> mm. or your wife had, you know is sick and you have to take care of your wife or your kids are sick and you, to, you know yeah. when you're a freelancer nobody's really watching your days off you, you got no pay time off you know every day is a work day when you're a freelancer unless you get comfortable with that it's very difficult to have a normal lifestyle a steady lifestyle let's say with family and all that if you're a freelancer let's talk about full-time work the positives of full-time work is you have a steady check once you've done the interview, you've got the gig, and they said, yeah, okay, you you know—you got this position, this is you, you're hired. You don't have to worry week to week, you know, to how, to, how am I gonna pay the rent? When you're a freelancer, every month you're stressing, you know, if if you haven't seen a project in a while, you might end up stress, or if they haven't paid, that's another negative about freelancing, my bad. I forgot, that was the last one. <laughs> the last negative about freelancing is that you have to chase your checks. Just because you did the job, and just because you got paid up front doesn't mean that you're gonna get that second payment, the final payment. When you deliver immediately so if something's going on and the project is being delayed you might not get paid on time you might get paid when the project is complete and that might mean that you don't see that check on time to pay the rent and if you were depending on that check that's when the stress comes in another thing about chasing money is you might end up chasing multiple clients around for money and you might have a bunch of money that you're chasing around constantly looking to see how am i going to get this you know this money from these people That happens, Mm -hmm. and it's really stressful when you have multiple clients and you're trying to keep on top of them while still finding new clients and producing new work. That's the hard part about that. When you're working full time, you don't have to chase your checks. Um, So that's a positive about working full time. Obviously, some full time jobs will give you free uh, health insurance, things like that. And you don't have
0: you don't have to worry about taxes either,
1: right? Because the taxes are pulled out. out. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's already part of the concept of your salary. Mm Another positive about full-time work that I actually have learned to enjoy is working with people. When you work freelance, you tend to work by yourself in your studio. When you're working full-time, you work with people. So you begin to develop a camaraderie with people, with peers. You work as a team. Depending on the kind of projects you do, I mean, some freelancers might have a team of people working on on things. But for the most part, if you're an artist, you're probably going to end up working on your own if you're a freelancer. I think another positive for full-time employment is that you're working with your peers and you can learn from your peers. Everybody's open to teach each other because we're all on the same team working together. When you work freelance, sometimes you don't have those people around you to teach you things. And unless if you're very resourceful and you can learn on your own, you might end up isolated um, and falling behind.
0: And also you can learn about the business. It's not only about your um work as the company but also how the business work how every other um, department department exactly they have to work together in order to get this done how everything happens everything is a process so
1: yeah so they're they're yeah that's a good point if you're working full-time another positive can be working with other departments of your market you might develop some new skills that you didn't think of you know, obviously if you're working full-time, they're going to give you tools to work. <laughs> you don't have to buy your own computer. You have a computer at your office. You have the tools that you need, the latest software. Hopefully if you're working for a decent company, they'll provide that for you. So that's another positive, you know, that if you are somebody who's just beginning and you get a full-time job, you're fortunate enough to have a decent company, you will have the tools to teach you other things, you know. Um, all right. So those are, I think those are the, some of the full-time positives. The, the negatives of full-time, uh, if you're working for too long at a job and you're not seeing a raise and you have to renegotiate, and that's where you get into politics, office politics, you get into maybe having to change jobs, change companies. You know, it's difficult if you've worked for a long time in an office to create new opportunities. Full-time work, you know, is that's the tricky thing about it. Once you sit down in that cubicle, time flies. You know, once you're sitting in that office working as a part of a team, you know, you know, you realize time really flies. And and if you don't pay attention, you have to learn to pay attention. If you don't, time can pass you by and you might end up looking back and saying, where am I? What am I doing? You know, so that's a a negative. You know, that's a common negative that people say. Uh, Another negative of full time work is that, you know, it's draining the hours, you know, at the end of the day. If you have a job that drains your creativity at the end of the day, you're not going to have any creativity for yourself left over um, to do your own projects. So if you if you're somebody who likes to do other other types of projects, you have to pick and choose what kind of full time job you want Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so that you so that it fits your lifestyle. Um, So that could be a negative for some people. If let's say if you have a full time job in, in an office or let's say if you work, let's go back to the museum concept. Let's say you work in a museum and you have a full-time job and you're working 40 hours a week for some museum and your passion is your own, you know, career in art history or something, I don't know. Maybe you're writing a book on art history, but you're working as a muse- in a museum in the daytime and now you want to write a book at night. Your book is going to get delayed a bit, you know, because you're going to be drained. It's going to be hard to do. Let's see. What other things are the negatives? I think another negative can be oh, the people. So the people can be a positive <laughs> and the people could be a negative. There, Here we go. Mm-hmm. So, The negative can be you know you might end up working in an office where you don't get along with everybody yeah and that can be a negative of full-time work in a freelance job you can always just say well i don't like that person i'm done with the project goodbye and you never have to see them again you know but i mean carla you work full-time you know what it's like to work a full-time job and people are difficult
0: (laughs) yeah people are difficult and you know at the end of the day it depends how you take it and how you take your job and sometimes some some people they like to um they don't have like uh everything is together let's say so whatever their social life and their personal life is they mix it with work but sometimes it doesn't have to be like that we know that we're working for long hours with this person that we don't really get along but sometimes we can make it As professional as possible where it's gonna be we're gonna talk about work and this is gonna be it and that's it we're just gonna do work that's all Um, so it is difficult but I guess if you have the opportunity and if you really want that job just do your job the best way you can and you'll see better results than getting into uh, you know a a discussion or arguments with this other person
1: yeah um i i think my my personal career i have enjoyed working full-time but i've also enjoyed my freelance work and i've also enjoyed my side projects um i've made i've been able to find a, a decent balance um i enjoy working with people i think uh i've learned a lot from all the people that i've worked with throughout the years um A positive thing about freelancing that i miss is being able to have so much free time to travel and do things you know you could get up and do your work remotely Mm -hmm. um if if you're doing one project today and tomorrow you have to be let's say in california you can get on a plane and go to california still do your project nobody's waiting for you in an office somewhere you know and then you could still manage all your all your all your gigs Mm -hmm. um but i would recommend my personal opinion i would recommend full-time work um whether it's in the beginning or eventually, but it is a positive thing for an artist, a commercial artist. Find your niche, whether it's in illustration or graphic design, web design, fashion design, uh, you know, I don't know, video game design. There's so many different types of things. Um, But, you know, find your niche. They're out there. If you go every once in a while, just do a little job hunt and see what's out there. Even if you're a freelancer right now,
0: Exactly. That's another thing. Just go and Google. Google, I don't know, um, full-time jobs in illustration, just like that. And you're going to see all the opportunities you have out there. Maybe you're not prepared right now, but you'll see how many jobs openings there are. And then you can just um, get your resume together, portfolio together. And when you're ready, go ahead and apply.
1: And jobs change. That's something that I've been working since the 90s right so i've been it's been what 90 30 years Mm. (laughs) and and uh i've seen careers change i've seen job titles change uh the old job hunts that i would have done would have landed me in different places when i do a job hunt now and i look at these what's on what's being offered for positions they're different companies are different now Mm -hmm. companies change so Just because you might have started at one point and said, you know what, I don't like any of these opportunities that I have for full-time work, I'm going to freelance, doesn't mean necessarily that it's always going to be like that. You might end up molding and becoming somebody that eventually you'll see a job opportunity that does fit you. You should be open to that. Um, Full-time work, office work is not a bad word, you know what I mean? And it's not forever. That's another thing that you should realize as well. Full-time work, you know, you're not locked unless you're locked into some sort of contract you know, companies are constantly changing people.
0: And right now, because of technology, there's so many ways that you can still work from home yep. full-time if that's something that you are afraid of, that you're don't, you're gonna not you not gonna have your freedom. There's so many things and so many arrangements that you can do with your yep. boss that don't worry about it. You can talk about it, you can just start in the office and then move on into other opportunities.
1: True. And then for freelancers, I would say more power to you if you, can, if you are an entrepreneur, if you are somebody who is pursuing your own thing, maybe you want to have your own company, your own brand, maybe you have your own uh, art that you're promoting or your own merchandises that you're making. More power to you. You know, I know it's hard work. I have a lot of friends that do it, that have been doing it for years. And you know, as long as you develop those skills and that muscle to do that, you can also succeed as well, um, but it is a sacrifice. Culture Talk, Carla. Yes. <laughs> Dancing. I'm
0: to the music.
1: Culture Talk this week we are discussing
0: good manners in Latino families or Latino communities. Modales. Buenos modales.
1: Buenos modales. Good good manners. Things things that we learn. Growing up, um, when you know, if you grew up in a in a Latin community or Latin culture with your family, that normally you you learn as this is what you're supposed to do, this is the right thing to do. That maybe when you get older, you don't really see it. People forget it.
0: You don't do it.
1: You don't do. You it.
0: move, and I mean, people that come from other countries, they're moved to here, and they get used to society and the way it works here. <laughs>
1: yeah. And and like I mean, some of it is that you'll come to a bigger city, let's say you'll come to New York or United States, a bigger country, a bigger city, and you'll see so many different people that have different types of manners and and mannerisms and customs that you might just get confused and just kind of let go of some of the things that you learned right yeah
0: no and and there's some things that because we live in a big city you'll be like i'm not gonna do that because this can be dangerous for me <laughs> so yeah yeah that, that's, that is true that's, true. that's so true
1: some of it comes from that as well but okay so manners being polite right things that we learned
0: yeah so first one i want to get into is greeting people so when we're little or at least People that grew up in a Latino community, you, they will tell you, oh, you have to say good morning. You have to say good afternoon. Yeah. You have to say hello to everybody that is here. <laughs> and that's something that it is still important because if you don't do that, sometimes you people can see you as what's going on with him. Like, why is he or she don't, Is she's not saying hello. Some so anti so anti social or something like
1: when that. When I was when I was when I was a, I was a teenager, I, I had a friend I used to bring home. We always used to hang out. So I used to bring him home and I we would go into my house and he would walk past right past my dad.
0: Oh my god. And we would go straight to my
1: room to like, you know, whatever, watch a movie or draw yeah. in black books or whatever we were doing, put on music and, and just draw and he would walk right past my dad he wouldn't say anything oh no. he would he would come out if he wanted to like go to the bathroom or whatever he would come out of the room go like straight to the bathroom go whatever uh go to the kitchen and get something to drink and i remember like it, i think it dawned on me like i think after like a year or something i was like oh yo he doesn't do that that's right <laughs> and it was so weird but he was spanish he was colombian oh, yeah? but it was so weird that he didn't have that custom something about him he just didn't have that I don't know if he was just embarrassed or shy I don't know or I don't know what was his deal but he was very like he was like part of the family I mean he you know he over the years we knew each other like but I remember my dad pointing that out like yeah this guy he just walks right in he just (laughs) goes right past me he didn't say anything only says goodbye that's why he would say is goodbye oh I don't know. I don't That's know where funny. that was from. But yeah, I, no. I, I would always say hello to everybody. I go to somebody's house. Are you kidding me? Hello, hello. Hola, ¿cómo estás? ¿Cómo estás? Mucho gusto. Yeah,
0: me exactly me growing up and more. I was going in uh, going into um, my friend's house and all that, and sometimes we'll get to the house before the parents after school. I don't know. And then when the parents get there, we'll be like, "Hey, hello, hi, 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 everybody!" And then we we'll go out to the living room, and everybody will be talking. Everybody <laughs> will talking about the day and eating, eating together. So, yeah, I guess it depends on the person also. It
1: depends on the person. Okay, the other thing, the other thing about that though is, uh, <laughs> when you do greet and you're taught to greet, and when you don't do it in front of your parents, and your parents tell you like, "Oh yeah." you know they remind you they tell you like say hello say hello and uh, you're yeah like, god i know what to say like that's funny i, I know that. i had that that's annoying
0: <laughs> that's annoying
1: my kids it's funny what my kids i i have to you seen them like yeah. i have to remind them constantly to say hello say goodbye you know i have to constantly do that and i have to do it myself to them but i notice that on their own they will yeah 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 so it's a weird thing it's like they don't to you and they don't show it to you because I guess it's the same thing they feel like oh I know this already
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but if you put them in an environment with strangers they do tend to like wake up and be like oh yeah yeah okay I gotta Mm -hmm. say hi to everybody and then you have to have a desfile of handshakes right exactly the parade of handshakes and 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 hugs uh, and
0: kisses hugs and
1: kisses when you say hello to hello, a whole group of hello, people. Hi, I mean, hi, the hi. worst thing at a party, right?
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> when you just got there and that, it's full of people already, and obviously because we're Latinos, we got there like an hour, one hour and a half late. late yeah. So everybody's there, blah blah, and you're like, "Hello, hi, hi, hey, how are you?"
1: You don't know hi. who to say hello. You don't know who's from the house and who's not. So exactly. you just gotta say hello to everybody one by one. Exactly. Hi, hi, how are you? Hi, hi, how, are you? Hi, sure. how are you? Just to make sure.
0: That's funny. Yeah. But okay, so going on, um, another one is say thank you and say please. Since we're like super, super little, that's the first thing they'll teach you. When, for example, I've I've seen this when you're playing with kids and they give you something just because they wanted to give you something, you'll say thank you. And you say it very slow (laughs) so they can understand that you're trying to say thank you. And then so they realize when somebody gives something to you, you, su- you should also say yeah. thank you. Yeah. And then when they're starting to grow up, that they're starting to talk, you start to say, okay, you got to say, please, por favor. <laughs> and then thank you. Gracias. And that's that's funny. Yeah. And that's something that I think Latino communities are big on.
1: Yeah. And, I, and the funny thing is when you get older, you kind of let that go. And then sometimes you have to realize i i mean that's the thing man sometimes you start mingling with other people and you start realizing people don't do that Mm -hmm. and you're like why am i giving thanks to the whole freaking world fuck everybody yeah it happens eventually you start to pick and choose where you
0: where you use yeah yeah it's true so next one is sitting correctly (laughs) so basically maintain your posture maintain your image maintain your Profile when you're outside, don't sit like you're sitting in your couch in your house or in your bed. Try to maintain a, a posture that, that you know that that looks is good. gone,
1: those type of I manners know. are gone.
0: Yeah, that's something that we should, I don't know, we should uh take back, yeah, bring yeah, it back.
1: I mean, if you're riding the subway in New York, you see people are sitting all kinds oh, of way. Yeah, if you're uh, sitting in an office sitting all day you see everybody's just slouching and i slouch all day yeah. um I, I start sinking into my chair every once in a while i gotta sit back up <laughs> but i mean the only time that i really notice, like oh shit sit up is if i'm eating at a dinner
0: yeah yeah for some
1: reason dinner still becomes a thing where i'm like okay here i gotta sit up
0: mm-hmm. and going into eating oh. another one is eating correctly and eating correctly. Eating correctly meaning try not to burp, ah. slurp, um, chew with your mouth open, or grab your fork like a shovel.
1: Yeah, my kids are guilty of all of those things. Yes,
0: it's very disgusting. <laughs> and but the thing is, which is funny, you. I think you don't realize this until you get out of your comfort zone and of your environment and then you start communicating or sharing with other people I think that's when you realize oh yeah there's things that you should not do the things that <laughs> you should you know just
1: yeah, you should keep, keep it together and yeah. I don't know I mean okay so I would blame and I, I've analyzed this because my kids just do not know how to Fucking eat! They don't know how to eat. My kids shovel. First of all, my older son, he 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 eats, and I and I pointed it out to him, and he hated me for it. But I told him, oh he, didn't, he didn't understand me. though I said, dude, you're yeah. eating you're eating prison style. What's wrong with you? And he looked at me like, Dad, what do you mean prison style? Yeah. Like he he just never heard that. And I'm like, oh my god, like what's going on? Mm-hmm. Eating prison style is when you hover over your plate with your arm, and you and you shovel the spoon, and you just throw food in your mouth you mm-hmm. scoop it and toss it in your mouth instead of putting your lips yeah, around yeah, the yeah. spoon and he was doing that and I was like dude what, what's wrong with you nobody's gonna steal your food yeah. you're home <laughs> you're at a table you're eating properly you got a nice plate of food yeah. And so he, so I make him sit up and he was all like Ugh. then the chewing with the mouth open, both of them Yeah. and the slurping yeah. and they don't realize it and I'm like dude I can hear you from a mile away I'm sitting in the other side of the room I know, and I can hear you exactly and I was analyzing why they might be doing this. And I think one thing that I might say is, aside from maybe them just not
0: paying attention, paying
1: attention. but I think it's fast food does yeah. this. Um, when you eat with your hands, you eat fast food, you eat burgers and, and chicken nuggets or pizzas or mm-hmm. things like that. Things that don't require silverware mm-hmm, and they don't mm-hmm. require patience. Yeah. Because you're basically just stuffing the food in your mouth. You're not chopping it into pieces and eating it slowly. Yeah. Yeah. I think people get used to that, and that makes you forget,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, how to sit down and eat. No, and
0: when you eat fast food, you can eat it in the restaurant, but it's not as formal as going to dinner, you know, in yeah. your house. I or mean,
1: you're, you're literally taking mouthfuls of food. Yeah. You're putting the burger in your mouth and taking a mouthful. Yeah. You're not chopping it and placing it in your mouth carefully in, in bite
0: I think, sizes. And I think what is difficult is when, let's say, you changed... The, the way you used to eat uh. and then you have older people in your family that it's a certain way and yeah. you get to this point you cannot tell them yeah. I don't know. You cannot tell them, hey, you should eat this way. Hey, you're eating like this. I don't know. It's like <laughs> out of respect. I'll be like, well, okay, I'll guess, Listen, I will guess I I guess I have to, you know, just the, deal with it. The
1: funniest that's, thing. That's it. The funniest thing is when you're in an office. This happens in my office. Oh, yeah. uh, we all tend to eat at our desks, which is a bad habit, but we do it. And you can hear a person cubicle away chewing or crunching. And when you have multiple people doing this, all you hear all around you is chewing oh and crunching God. and slurping and all hate that. that. And you become so self-conscious because you're like, you might eat a cracker. You're like. I know. And you're like, oh, my God, everybody heard me fucking eating my cracker. <laughs> you know, like, or my Doritos. Like, why did yeah, I yeah, why yeah. I, I, eat this? Um, and it's it's funny. But, I mean, you know, that's what it is. Like, as you get older, you start to let this stuff go. I guess, hopefully, that's a good reason and a good excuse to go to dinner out in a nice restaurant is to remind yourself, right? Yeah. To to remind yourself of these things. De los buenos
0: modales. Por favor, que no se olvide. Okay, so, um, this next one is something that I don't think it's happening anymore and is let the ladies go first. Hmm. So, if you open a door and let's say there's a lady behind you, even if you don't know her, open the door and let her go first and then you will go. Um... (laughs) And I don't think this is happening, but I think that it's more also because of all, all the movements that are going on, and it's not, like it's, it, like the feminism and all this. I think that it's making a, a thing in society where everybody can do whatever they feel, not meaning something bad, but meaning that everybody has the. Uh, control. Yeah. So, if I open the door and I'm a lady, I can just go in whatever. I don't need somebody to open the door for me, and that's fine.
1: Yeah, no, so nowadays it's just every man for himself. Every man and woman for himself. Whoever gets there first,
0: exactly. open the door, get
1: through, and if it slams in your face, fuck it.
0: I, I don't care. Exactly. <laughs> but at least I think that at least for you abuelitas, please open the door for me. <laughs> please, at least for you abuelita or for your mother.
1: Uh, I've had I've had situations uh, in offices where I'll I'll be with a group of coworkers and we'll get to a door mm-hmm. and I'll have that juggle in my head and I'll have that awkward thing where like, you know they'll they they do not know who's supposed to you know and I'm like and I'm thinking I'm trying to be polite and I'm like but I don't want to be offend you but I'm trying to be uh-huh. polite and I'm like uh, and then I like open the door and I'm like So then I exaggerate and be like after you and I make a whole thing of it just to make it obvious that I decided to do that break the ice and just do it I know you know fuck it cause fuck it yeah it's better than being awkward and being like uh, 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 uh. exactly some people respond well some people don't even don't even acknowledge it they just walk i think and and i
0: think it also depends on the situation and how you do it exactly because if you do it like with i don't know like if your attitude is like because i'm the man i'm (laughs) opening the door we're gonna be like no it's okay okay you go it's fine whatever Um, (laughs) And the same when you're on the train and you're just standing because you want to stand. I don't need to sit Uh, down. And somebody will go even touch you.
1: I've seen that.
0: And say, hey, do you want to sit down? I'm like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. I don't need to. And you're with your headphones, so you're not paying attention. And they scare you when they touch you. And I'm like, what? No, please don't touch me. I,
1: I, I I saw a dude... On the train the other day, and uh, you, this just reminded me of that. A uh, dude f- politely forced a woman to sit down. No. Yeah, he basically forced her to sit down to take the chair.
0: No. He got
1: up and made such a big fucking deal about it. Like, no, 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 s- please sit down. No, no, please. Like, he came across the, he got up, yeah. went across the thing to her. Yeah. She wasn't even near him. Yeah. Yeah. And was like, no, no, I'm getting up, and like he made sure nobody else took the chair, and he was like, no, no, please sit down, sit down, and she was like, no, no, I'm fine, and he was like, no, no, please come on, sit down, look, sit down, sit down, and like somebody else was gonna take it, and he was like, no, 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 and then he was telling, like, he made such a big wow. fucking to-do to it that the, the girl was like, I don't want to sit down,
0: right. get away from me, right,
1: and she just stood, and then he got off on the next stop, but that was so weird. Yeah, that's when it goes bad. When exactly, that's when manners, it goes. when manners go bad, right?
0: When exactly. You don't don't push it. You don't <laughs> have to push it. Um, so. To finish, um, it will be, the next one will be, because we're doing a podcast, listen without interrupting. Mm. But this happens a lot in Latino communities. <laughs> I don't even know how this is part of our manners. Because with our aunts and mothers and everything, they're all just talking Talking on top of each other, talking on top of each other. (laughs) Nobody can hear a thing when you go to... Let's say all your family is together. When you go to the house of your aunt and everybody's there, everybody's talking, everybody's talking.
1: Yeah, all talking on top of each other.
0: Yeah, and you cannot understand a thing. But... And, and that's why in Latino families, there's so many bochinches. Because oh. nobody can listen to each other. They, they, don't just, get the, they
1: don't get the whole story. No,
0: exactly. <laughs> they get like pieces, pieces. And then from those little pieces, they do the whole story, which is not true. And then everybody's like, Pero yo no dije eso, pero ella dijo lo otro. Y oh my God, no. So I think that this is something that we can incorporate to our manners as yeah. Latinos. Let's listen to each other to understand and not to respond.
1: Yeah. That's
0: very important. Um, listen I, to, to understand. And I think that then our relationships will be much better.
1: Yeah, I think I, think I want to add um, one thing about manners that I, a few. Uh, there might be a couple of pop into my head, but one that pops to head right now that back to food and, and, and Latino families is the whole thing about you go to somebody's house and they offer you food
0: oh yeah
1: oh if they offer you food don't say no
0: no that's gonna be the the fight for the whole day yeah the whole afternoon you're gonna be there
1: and and (laughs) I remember I remember hearing this growing up this goes into a cliche or a stereotype of Puerto Rican Mm -hmm. families um which I did see it yeah I did see it firsthand. yeah um if you refuse it oh forget about it then you're the guy like that's your nickname exactly oh uh, they offer you food, right? And you're like, ah, oh, no, it's alright. And then, and then they go, oh, oh you don't want? And then Are you sure? And like, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. But uh, you sure? And and you're like, no, 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 no. And then like, let's say if it was chicken or something. Oh no! The next time they see you, oh, el que no le gusta pollo. Oh no, he doesn't like chicken. Don't.
0: Oh, el que no come. El
1: que no come. No, oh yeah, no, no, he's on a, a diet.
0: No He's in like,
1: oh yeah it's okay yeah, he can come yeah yeah chris yeah he's fine yeah he doesn't need anyway so it's fine yeah. exactly, exactly like it's a joke and now they got to drag it out and turn yeah. it into a whole thing so i don't know there's something about that like if you say no forget about it they get offended and it becomes a whole big to-do yeah um i think i've seen people <laughs> and i think my sons are gonna end up doing that in the future but i've seen people create the faux pas of asking what it is and then saying no
0: oh my god
1: like, as if they have to know what's on the menu first no. before they can tell you yes That's or no. That's so
0: impolite. Like, if that... I made food <laughs> and you came to my house <laughs> and I'm offering you food and you're gonna ask me, What did I cook?
1: I, I you're think, gonna eat
0: whatever I cook.
1: I think, I think, uh, I don't know what it is, but yeah, there used to be, I remember growing up, whatever's on the food, whatever's That's on the plate it. is, is, is That's it. That's what you're getting. You got no choices. No. I, I think now, I think because of the whole foodie movement, people have become more aware I of guess, what there but is, no. and now they're a little more like looking at what they're eating.
0: And yeah, like, but no, <laughs> no, because but you're then, coming. But no, then we, because but then, then what if you're
1: a vegan? What if you're uh, okay, one of these? Okay, but you glu- can say it. Glutose, you, whatever the hell. People. Okay, but
0: I don't think. Let's say I invited you to my house a week ago. When I send you the message to come to my house, you can say, "Hey." Um just to let you know if you um are preparing any food I'm vegan.
1: Right. Or
0: if you are prepare any food um I'm allergic to gluten. So for you to keep that in mind and let me know if that's a problem I will I will take whatever.
1: By the way you my things, my, you know? my vegan friend is not a vegan anymore.
0: Oh no. <laughs> wow <laughs> that was fast that was
1: fast he got over that in three months yeah got over that shit
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny but no you see even him he he told us like hey i'm uh, we did like a little get together he said hey i'm vegan blah, blah blah that's fine if you tell me yeah we'll prepare something for you but if you didn't tell me nothing and you come into my house no no papito you're eating whatever I did because you're not even contributing to the cooking. If at least you brought whatever you want to eat, that's fine. But Now
1: you guys can understand why they get offended. You hear how she gets offended.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I wouldn't do that. If I go to somebody's house and they offer me food, I wouldn't do that. Even if it's something that maybe I don't want to eat at the moment or something, I'll eat just a little bit and then I'll be like, okay, I'm fine. What
1: about the other thing? You can't eat in front of people. You can't have company and, and not offer them food. That's the other side of it. Oh, that's yeah. the flip side. The flip side is, if you're if you're in your house,
0: yeah, that's I mean, something you very might as Latino. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: you might as well be dead. Like you just might as well just be di- dead right there. You might as well just drop dead of embarrassment.
0: If you don't that, have food and you have company or guests in your house, and then you start trying to house. eat
1: something and they and you can't offer them.
0: Exactly. Know. No. 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 That's that's a no no. <laughs> <laughs> if you have people over and let's say you don't have you didn't do it uh, you didn't do food shopping and you don't have food and all this just order a pizza order something that they can eat with you because that's very bad
1: even if they don't eat it <laughs> seriously i'd rather have it, and yeah, throw it yeah, out. yeah exactly me
0: too because I, I can yeah i can save it for the next day even if i have more food than what i need i prefer that i have leftovers that i don't have anything
1: yeah
0: or that i don't have enough uh,
1: that's 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 question.
0: tough because i know how i am and I like to eat. <laughs> and if I go to a place where I'm going to drink and there's no food, I'm going to be like, oh, my God, what is this? They want me to die.
1: What? It seems like it seems like a lot of our manners are based around food.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, food is very important in Latino communities. Yes, and we like to share. Yeah. And that's something also. I think that's why it's so important for us to have food when you have guests or just to appreciate when somebody made food for you. Um, just appreciate whatever they do and yeah that's another thing about us Latinos we like to share and we like to just have everybody experience our experiences
1: I mean another maybe for another podcast another episode we might discuss how this plays into social media and cell phones and communication and, oh, yeah. and modales and manners cell phone manners and, and online manners mm. That are That's broken true. Constantly That's in a one culture. I think we kind of Discussed a little bit About that in a different episode Yeah But, but yeah But no that, but this, These are the ones That we grew up with Right These are the uh-huh. basic ones That we grew up with Some of these things I know we didn't cover All of them But No but A lot of them Have to do with food
0: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> wanted
1: me to teach you, right? Sweet hablando español.
0: Dale, hablando, hablando, hablando español. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, Carla, what do you got for
0: us? Okay, let's start with sacrifice. How you say sacrifice in Spanish?
1: Sacrifice is sacrificio.
0: Yes. Um, how you how do you say um, University or college in Spanish?
1: Un, wow, that one always gets me. What? It's not colegio. Colegio is school. Yeah. Univers, universidad? Yeah. Un, universidad. Universidad. That's the part that gets me off. Yeah. Universidad. Yeah. Universidad.
0: Okay. How do you say
1: uh-huh.
0: freelance in Spanish?
1: Wow, I've never heard freelance. I've never used freelance in Spanish. Ooh, I'm going to learn. <laughs> let's go.
0: Independiente. I mean... Independent. It's kind of... You, you will mix the word independiente with the work that you're doing. Because there's not really a translation for it. So let's say if I'm a freelance... Artist. Artist, I'll be un artista independiente. Ah. Or a periodista independiente. So un independent jur- artist. Journalist. Independent journalist and things like that.
1: Artista independiente.
0: That's what you are. Ooh. Nice. Um, let's see. Office.
1: Office. I got this one. Oficina.
0: Yes, correct. Next one. How do you say department?
1: Department? Departamento.
0: Ooh, yes. So <laughs> you're so proud of me. <laughs> how do you say employee?
1: Employee is empleado. Empleado. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. That's a good one. All right. How do you say um, job interview?
1: That one's tough. Job interview. How do you say it?
0: Entrevista de trabajo.
1: That makes sense. Job interview. Trabajo, job. Mm-hmm. Entrevista. You just got to flip it. Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: So job interview. Entrevista,
0: Entrevista
1: de trabajo. Yeah. Entrevista de trabajo. Got it.
0: Yeah. Um how do you say career?
1: Career. Carrera. Yes. Which is a race.
0: Yes. And how do you say full time?
1: Oh, I don't know that. Full time? I've never I've never heard that.
0: Tiempo completo.
1: That makes sense. So when you're working full-time, let's say in a Latin American country, you say, I'm a trabajando full-time... Le-
0: tiempo completo.
1: Tiempo completo.
0: Yeah.
1: That sounds weird, but it's, it's literal. Fine. It's mm-hmm. a literal translation. Yeah. yeah. Diem- tiempo completo, full-time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what's part-time?
0: I think it's tiempo parcial.
1: Tiempo parcial mm-hmm. is part-time. Okay.
0: Um, Very helpful, Carla. Very helpful. Yeah. Okay, next one is... Mouth
1: (laughs) closed. Eating with your mouth closed? Yeah. Uh, This goes from our good manners uh, portion Uh of the conversation? Okay. Mouth closed. Mouth, boca, closed, cerrado.
0: Cerrada.
1: Cerrada. Boca, cerrada. Yes. Boca, cerrada. Mouth closed.
0: How do you say courtesy?
1: Courtesy. Courtesy is cortesía. Yes. which is my name my last name comes from
0: Cortes
1: Cortes Cortesia yes. which is
0: es de los reyes de allá él es oh, famoso oh
1: my god
0: es descendiente directo del del que <laughs> llegó en México que se <laughs> llamaba Cortes
1: co- co- well actually Cortesia cort- ser Cortes is a word yeah if you are Cortes yeah. it is to be is to be to are, courteous uh-huh. to, to be polite to
0: be polite yeah ok next one will be masticar
1: masticar masticar that's a song right masticar
0: masticar
1: masticar is chew to chew masticar
0: yeah
1: okay
0: and next one and last one will be hug
1: hug abrazo yes hug
0: yes abrazo
1: ah hugs Abrazos.
0: Hugs for all of you.
1: <laughs> all right. Thank you, Carla. Thank you for teaching me Spanish.
0: No problem. A la orden.
1: Well, that wraps up another episode.
0: Yes.
1: Thank you for sharing your knowledge with us.
0: No, thank you. Thank you for all your advice. Very spot on. Well,
1: next episode is episode 12, nemesis uh, we have a special guest Alex Armando Torres mm-hmm. he's a local filmmaker he's a producer yeah. and he's going to come on to speak about his projects uh, his background his inspirations
0: and on Culture Talk he shared with us his experience as a Latino filmmaker and also his inspiration behind his production company Arawak Films
1: and at the end as always
0: we did a Hablando Español con Alex
1: oh yeah that, that you was guys fun. have
0: to <laughs> have to stay <laughs> tuned because that was good
1: yeah All right.